Welcome to So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. If you are trying to evaluate whether real estate is the right career for you, wondering whether you are doing the right things to launch into quick success, or looking for tips and tools you can use today to become a more productive agent, this is your podcast. Welcome to So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. This is season three finding inspiration. And we have some inspirational ideas to share with you today. I am Meredith Fogel, along with my co-host, Erica Day. Hello. And today we have a special guest, Angie Jacobs. Hello. And Angie is here with us to share some um, inspiration about client events. And I was just sharing with Angie that this is a timely topic because I've been in so many conversations and in masterminds lately, including my GeoFarmers Mastermind group um, monthly call that we have, which if you haven't joined it, check us out, GeoFarmers Mastermind. It's a Facebook group specifically meant for geofarming agents. Uh, And they were talking about client events going, but we don't know. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. And to me, there's a wealth of ideas, which is one of the things that we talk about. But both Angie and Erica have recently hosted very successful events. So I wanted to pick your brains about what you did, how you did it, and the success that you found through doing it. So thank you for being here. And Erica, thank you as always for co-hosting with me. So Angie, if you'll start by telling everybody a little about you and how you made your way into real estate. Um, My name is Angie Jacobs. I'm married with four children. Seven years ago, I decided I did not want to sit behind a desk anymore. I did mortgage for 10 to 15 years, um, and I decided just to take take it and start, start into real estate. I was an administrative assistant for two years, and then I got my license and went out on my own. Nice, nice. Yeah. And how has that trajectory been for you? How did you? How did you sort of start finding success, would you say? Referrals. Referrals. Customer service forward, referrals, staying in contact with people after the sales, and just mainly referrals, yeah. Fabulous. Okay, so yeah. relationship first and referring to people yes, um, by people who already knew, like, interested you. So important. And you've sort of grown the business through that personal touch. And part of that personal touch is this client um, appreciation event that you, you hold. And I think you said it was something else to begin with, right? And then it evolved into what it is now. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So tell us how you first got the idea to do a client appreciation event. Training, mentors. Okay. So somebody said to you, this is a good idea to do this. Okay. And what was the very first one you held? I did a winter wonderland in January. And then I spent way too much time, energy, and money (laughs) without really getting anything out of it. All right. So this sounds like it could be a cautionary tale. That's good for everybody to hear. So tell me what you like. Give us a, a sketch of what this event will look like, first of all. Um, I decided to go talk with somebody that we knew that had a big farm. And he had done a lot of different events throughout the year. And he started having food trucks come up and bands and doing this Friday night, first Friday, bander booze type event. And I asked him if I could put a table up and invite my people for a discounted price because I would do giveaways, but he already had the food trucks. He had the music. He had the the beer and wine. The so, owner provided the music. He provided the food trucks. He provided the alcohol trucks. The families could come and enjoy the farm. 
And then I just mainly was able to focus on giveaways, getting people to give gift cards for things. And I would have a check-in table and he gave me a discounted price and people came and it was a lot of fun. They really enjoyed being able to go to the farm and it wasn't something just little. I didn't have to, I didn't have to get a ton of sponsorships. It was very affordable for me to just do and not feel like I owed everybody else because they were giving me a sponsorship for the event. So this wasn't the one where you spent too much time and money on? No, this one was not. This one was okay. this past one that was... Okay, was so let's run like, well. all the way back. I want to do the, the cautionary tale for oh, okay. people so that they hear like what not to do first. And then we'll go oh, okay. into Sorry. how it evolved. That's okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure because I know our listeners are probably thinking like, what, what, what should I not do, right? They want to learn from our mistakes sometimes. Yeah. So what was this whole winter wonderland extravaganza? I did way too much stuff, and that's just me, myself, and I. I always go overboard, and that's something that you should not do. I rented an area, um, and I paid for people to come in and kind of cater a little bit of it. I did a hot chocolate bar. I had signs put up that all were snowflakes, and thank you so much for coming. Just a lot more time and energy and effort. Okay. That people don't understand when they come in that everything they're seeing is something you're doing. Right. So you just spend a lot of time and you're up very late doing it. And it's not as enjoyable because you're stressed out about it. Doing yeah. everything, all the tedious things. Right. And this was like a, a one night or one day event that you had. And who did you invite? Yeah. All of my clients. Like any okay. past and present clients, people that I know my sphere of influence and lenders that I had used. It was kind of everybody. Okay. And what was your expectation of what you would get out of that event? Because you mentioned you didn't really get what you thought you would out of it. So what was your expectation? Not as many referrals, not as many um, people leaving their information. So that was hard asking for people to update my system to leave, you know, is your email changed? Is your address changed? They didn't really fill out the sign-in sheet. So you had a sign-in sheet. Okay. Yes. Was anybody monitoring that? Yes. Really? And people yeah. still weren't doing it? People were like, I'll come back. And they didn't oh. come back. And okay. the person that was helping me, even though she was in the business, she didn't want to force them because it was supposed to be right. a fun type of event, not, hey, give me all your information. Right. So part of your purpose in your mind was to get updated contact information for people mm -hmm. when they came through the entry for that. Yes. Event. Okay. And then what were you going to do as far as follow up? With Call everybody that came and thank them. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yep. And so did you do that? I did. Yep. Okay. I still and did. you still didn't get the response that you thought or the referral business that yeah. you thought. Yep. What do you what do you attribute that to? I'm honestly not sure. Like we didn't have the whole farm to use. Like we did, they weren't able, they came for a little bit, brought their kids, but it wasn't a whole family type of event and they didn't have other things that they could do. Okay. So it was kind of high goodbye, you know, mm. ate the food that was there, had some of the drinks and then left. And you said you felt stressed. So maybe you weren't able to connect the right. way that yes. you might have otherwise been able to connect. Because I was overseeing everything yeah. too. Okay. Okay. So, and, and I wonder if you can remember what was the script that you used in that follow-up follow-up call. I just mainly thanked them for coming. I didn't have a specific script because some of them were friends, some of them were clients, mm -hmm. but just thanked them for coming. Mm -hmm. Asked them if they knew anybody that would would be selling, or if they had, you know, if anybody had mentioned that they were selling, and if they would give them my contact information or send me an email with their contact information. Okay. You know, but that was a couple of years ago, so I don't remember the exact script. Okay, but we know that it didn't 
create the the uh, expected or desired outcome is what we know. Right. So then you shifted your plan, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So what were the lessons that you learned from that event? Not to do everything myself. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and find somebody, um, find somebody like one of my lenders he went in on the went in on it with me uh-huh. and he was there so he was good with talking yes. to people and getting the information you know joining in on another professional that's in the business okay and did you keep the sign in aspect of it yes you we did. did okay yes but they had to sign in and then they got their tickets for the raffles ah, all right so there was an incentive for them yes. to sign in okay yes. okay so let's now fast forward to what you were just describing which was mm-hmm. The farm, which is a friend's farm, Mm -hmm. they have the food trucks, they have the alcohol, um, they have lots of things to do that are family-oriented as well. So tell us about some of the things, the activities that families can do on this farm. They can go in and they have, um, they can milk a cow, they can put their heads in the different frames for pictures, they have um, mazes because it's I did it in the fall. So they had all of the mazes for kids. They have tractors that they can climb all over. But milking the cow is always the kid's favorite. (laughs) And it's some adults. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. And what was your branding um, and your visibility during this event? Did you have signage up? Did you have, what did you do? Yes, I had a table that had my um, branded tablecloth on it. And then I had um, baskets that had my business cards on them and just pictures with other friends and pictures with clients. Mm. I had some of those laying around so they could look through an oh, album cute. and just see the clients that I have helped because I always do a selfie with my clients. Oh, cute. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. you had a really cool raffle. So talk about the raffle. Yeah. We did one big basket raffle that was about $250 worth of fall things and then a gift card to home goods. And then I had a gift card, a $50 gift card to Amazon a $50 gift card to Roadhouse and a $50 gift card to Home Goods, and then plates of cookies that I had branded with my logo. So everybody that came and signed up, they also got a cookie. So it was just fun stuff. That's and, a, and obviously a, a basket of Halloween candy for the kids. Oh, cute. And then did people have to yeah. be present when you drew the raffle or could they be gone already? They had to be present, but everybody was because they were on the farm. So I did it an hour before the end of the event Perfect. so that most people were still there and even the kids were still having fun. Yeah. And I think that would be another good incentive for people to hang around and not mm-hmm. just do the hello, goodbye, like your original event because they mm-hmm. wanted to see if they won that raffle. Yes. It also kind of creates a nice little like bow on the package at the end and then people can mm-hmm. kind of walk off afterwards. It's sort of like a, a good way to end the event too if yes. people start to trickle out after you've done the raffle drawing. Yep. I think that makes a lot of sense. And what's the difference in response that you've had since you shifted the event and started running it this way? It's been huge because I set up a Facebook page for it. I hired a photographer and then she uploaded all of the pictures to Shutterfly Mm -hmm. so people could go on Shutterfly and order pictures, but they got to see all of the pictures. So they they really liked seeing everybody else having fun too and just giving back to everybody and not just, you know... One person at one time. It was really nice. Yes. And I love that you got the social media traction from it as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, having a professional photographer come in, I'm sure, was not inexpensive, but you shifted some of the expense that you were spending on that original event to that effort and Mm -hmm. then got a lot more bang for your buck from having the photographer out. That's fantastic. Yes. Okay. So some people have said that they've already, they went on and ordered the pictures. 
So that's, that's really awesome. cool. And so that gave something back to the photographer also. Mm-hmm. And it gives a reason to revisit, right? So your old one was kind of like a one and done. It's like, they came. Thanks yeah. so much. You fed me. Goodbye. This is now they're remembering the event. It's getting some like mental um, mm-hmm. real estate for them because they're getting, you know, it's almost like retargeted marketing where they're going in and revisiting what they've done with you. So smart, smart, smart. Okay. And is this an event that you're going to continue to do? Oh, yes. We're already booked for next year. Fantastic. Yep. People have already said, when are you doing it? I want to put it on the calendar because they can come and get a lot. Two of the people use the pictures that were taken for their holiday cards. Ah, so cute. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. And that's going to create uh, connection too. So when people see the holiday card, who'd you get, you know, where'd you get that done? Then it's like, oh, Angie Jacobs, my real estate agent, actually hosted an event. I had it done there. It creates that almost like referral um, mm-hmm. communication that you want to happen organically amongst your your sphere. Fantastic. Anything else you want to add about the event? Come next year. Check it out. (laughs) Can people go on your social media and see pictures of what you did if they're looking for ideas? Yes, the business page. They can. My business page, yes. All right. So tell people where to find you on social media. Um, Facebook is Homes by Angie of the List Realty. And Instagram is homesby.angie. Awesome. So go check out what she did. I think you'll get some good inspiration from it. Thank you for sharing your ideas. Now I want to talk to Erica about her boobash. Um, so this is a situation where, and as you said, a mentor told you how you know to sort of do this. One of the things that I always teach people is find ways to get involved in your community and give back to your community. Again, what you're doing is you're giving, of course, you're supporting your community, but you're getting in front of people at scale, which is something you do really well with your event and something that you did really well with your event. One of the reasons we do that huge Oktoberfest event every year is to get in front of the community at scale. We see thousands of people that day. And if you don't already have a built-in infrastructure in your community to do this kind of thing, you can create your own event like Angie did. Figure out what resources you have that you can draw on. In this case, Erica reached out to um, her community, the Lakelands, to see whether there was something that she could do to be involved in. So talk about how you got in front of them to do this. Yeah, so it was your idea, of course. Thank you, Meredith. Um, yeah, she said, call the community association and see what they're doing that you can sponsor. Perfect. So I called. They said, actually, we have this Halloween thing coming up. And they had different levels. So you can do this event for this much money, that event for that much money. Um, Halloween is a big deal for me and my daughter. It's our favorite holiday around here. So I chose that one. And it was the soonest event. So they said, okay, here's what you get for your sponsorship. You know, you can put a table up. Um, the nice thing was, same same kind of idea, they did the whole event, right? So it was DJ. It was one of those big moon bounce things. It was a face painter and pumpkin carving and all this stuff. I didn't have to do anything, right, except set up my own table and give them the money for the rest of it. And that, it was that simple. So, um it's very easy to get carried away with, you know, okay, I'm doing a raffle, so I have to get that prize. Now, you know, I need to decorate my table. How many tables do I need? How many chairs do I need? Oh, you know, I should get a giveaway of some kind, and maybe I should put some plants on the table. I mean, you could just go crazy with all of the branding mm-hmm. of it, right? So, you know, fortunately, I had stuff from the office. You had a nice, you know, pop-up stand for me to use and that kind of thing. 
Um, the association was very generous with things like that too. They brought tables for me and such. So mm-hmm. it's nice when you have uh, all that support in it. And you know, people, I was the only sponsor. That was another really nice thing about this. Yeah. The only sponsor of the event, the only person with a table. So people were coming over and they advertised it that way. Yeah. You know, this event's generously sponsored by Erica Day, right? And so people were coming over and saying, thank you so much for this. This was a great event. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're welcome. I just really had to set up my own table. Right. And everybody thinks that I coordinated the whole thing and I'm just letting them think that. Amazing. Well, I think that <laughs> that's one of the things that I love is that you were the solo sponsor. Yes. So if you have a choice, ask, you know, mm-hmm. is it possible for me to be the only sponsor and what will that cost me if that right. is the case? If it's in your budget, it's a really good idea to yes. be a solo, solo sponsor. And if you have a really good, you know, connection with the community, especially if you're a resident of the community, the community is probably going to give you a lot of credit for making it happen. And you did. Your financial contribution is what enabled that event to take place. Yes. The other connecting factor I see between the two of your events is they were both family first, right? Family friendly events. How important do you guys think that is? I think it's very important. Okay. So Angie's saying very important. I'm seeing a look on Erica's face that makes me think maybe not. I, not that it's not important, but I guess for future, I'm thinking about doing something with the Reagan years, you know. Oh, yeah. I talk about the Reagan years everywhere, right? Even on this <laughs> podcast. I talk about the Reagan I feel like I bring them up every week in one way or another. It's this 80s cover band that I'm obsessed with. Love and them. I want to do something with them. Like, I want to have them at my next event. And I don't know how family friendly that's going to be. True. But I feel like true. I might have a better time. <laughs> so. I don't know. Do they do things that are not family friendly? I feel like my kids are all like steeped in 80s music. They would come <laughs> they in are? like, they, yeah, I'm their mom. That's all they listen to. They may not okay. love it, but they know it. All right. I don't know. I feel like a different crowd would attend that kind of thing. Maybe. Maybe more of a night thing and, you know, with band and dancing and stuff. So that's what I'm imagining. So, I, yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay, so that could be another event, an add-on event. Yes. So you could do something that is family-friendly and something that's more adult-oriented if you wanted to do that as well. The good thing that I do see about people bringing their families is I could see them being much more in the state of mind of real estate. When they have their whole family with them, there's just something about that whole package together that, I don't know, and they're in the community and and looking at all the houses around the park where we were. Yeah. You know, there's a connection there, a natural connection. There is. The other thing I find is that if you can host an event where the kids can go do something and the parents can come talk to you, yes, that's kind yes. of magical as well. Yeah. And that's why we always have like something <clears throat> or try to have something like giving the balloons out while the parents are signing in and talking to us or a face paint or, you know, something that distracts the kids for a second. I was so glad yes. last minute I decided to bring my hula hoops with me. Oh, oh did. I did. Idea. And I was hula hooping half the time I was there. That's awesome. With the kids. With your you military know? costume. With my military. I was, yes, I was a soldier. I was a soldier. A hooping soldier. So, yes. Yeah, that, no, that really, yes. just that one little yep. thing. And it cost me no money because I already yep. had that. Smart. But the hula hoops were really big. And the parents get a break. Exactly. Even if it's a five-minute break, exactly. they can go get food or talk to anybody. <laughs> yes, yep. exactly. Yeah. yeah, They just want to like have that minute of adult, you know, conversation. And especially if they do have in their minds a real estate related question, they might not be able to ask it if the kids aren't distracted in some way. So yep. that was smart. So in your opinion, is an annual event enough or do you think you should do something more than once a year? I think more than once a year. I think okay. so too. You do. Okay. Yes. So you're both saying the same thing. 
Um, so you could do family and then adult. What's the best time of year, do you think, to hold um, these sorts of events? I think fall is definitely a good one because you can play on the trick-or-treating and just the hay rides and pumpkin patches. That's mm-hmm. true. I think definitely. And spring, yeah. unless it's a winter kind of thing. Like, I think we totally should do something with the Reagan years because I know one of the singers, too. So I think we definitely could do that. Yes, totally. Yeah, I'm totally. You're like, you're a valley girl. So that could be a night thing in the winter. Yeah. I'll go in on that with you guys. I'm in. I don't know if season matters. If you know how to put on a good event and get people to it, I don't know if season really matters. Okay. I can do a great event anytime. I agree with you. And I think it's more about what you are passionate about because people see that if you host an event that you really don't like very much, whatever the theme is like you picking October and Halloween because you guys love Halloween. Perfection. Mm -hmm. You had a personal connection to the person who owns the farm. Also perfect. Right. Um, So I think it's important that you do something that you enjoy being at as well and being part of. Otherwise it doesn't look real genuine to the people who you have coming And I think I may have shared this on the podcast before, but the event that we do um, is our Oktoberfest. And for years, and we'll do it again this year, we have done a chili cook-off in the neighborhood. We stopped during COVID, but the chili cook-off was awesome because people bring the food, we supply the drinks. Uh, Basically, it's the people who are competing in the chili contest, the chili cook-off contest, bring the main course. We bring... um, Tortilla chips, sour cream, cheese, salsa if people want it, that kind of thing, peppers. Um, and we bring the prizes. So we do a prize for hottest, prize for best all around, and par- prize for most unusual. I totally stole this from my aunt, by the way, who did this for years in her neighborhood. Not a real estate agent. She just did it because she liked it. Um, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this would be such a fun client event. So we usually have music, and we do um, like a margarita machine. And then something for the kids to do, whether it's like mm-hmm. painting maracas or doing some kind of like chili necklace or we do a scavenger hunt, find the chili peppers usually. So a few things we do, like guess the number of um, beans in a, a jar. So we do like a few little things going on. And then, of course, the chili tasting and judging mm-hmm. and then presentation of the, the prizes is the big thing at the end. But it's so much fun. Um, the year before COVID started, we actually did it in cooperation with the Cantlands. So they had us do that as one of their community events, which was really, really fun. So figure out what, you know, what kind of moves you and what you feel like is going to be something that you can um, get behind and enjoy yourself as well and that you can communicate with. And that's the other big piece I would put out there. And you've learned this the hard way. I think you you saw how to do this because it was at your event. You need to put yourself in the position to speak to the people that are there. So circling all the way back around to our recent theme of how to win friends and influence people, you want to make it about them, right? Not about you. That's what people remember, how you made them mm-hmm. feel while they were there, what you gave to them. That is the resonant message that they carry away from these sorts of things. And the more generous you are with your time and what you're giving, the better they feel about the whole the whole thing. Erica, what would you add about events? Um, you know, we had talked about doing housewarming parties, yes. too, which is another kind of event. And I, you know, in theory, it sounded so good. Like, what new person in the neighborhood would not want a chance to meet all the neighbors and how great for me to connect with them? Yeah, haven't been able to do one yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, you know, and my last client was not really a 
housewarming party kind right, of guy. Right, right, right. So maybe, you know, it's it's nice to be able to say early on, mm-hmm. you know, this is part of what, what I'm going to do for you as your buyer's agent. You know, I'm going to throw you this little party with your neighbors when yeah. you move mm-hmm. in so you can get to know some people. Um, I guess even if it doesn't end up happening, it's still kind of nice. People like to hear that. It they just sounds like it. I'm going above and beyond, which it is, above yeah. and beyond, you know? Yeah. Um, but I haven't actually done one yet, but I still would really like to make that happen definitely yeah. do them i've done two yeah. and they were big hits okay People, the clients really loved them the one was a townhouse neighbors came she okay. walked and she invited her neighbors Aww. and they came the so other she was the one who did the inviting and for that one I did the inviting oh, okay. for all her people that she gave me. Okay. And then oh. I gave her a flyer if she wanted to so invite any added neighbors. information for her sphere, too. Yes. Smart, smart, smart. Yes. Okay, I love that. Yep. And then the other one was just a huge party that I helped get some stuff for them and because they were having their own big housewarming mm. thing. And I went in on it with them. But that was I met all their family and friends. And so yeah. that was good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's another thing too. I think yeah. if you're going part of with, um, you know, with the goal of collecting contact information, mm-hmm. you have to have a good reason for them to give it to you. And a raffle is a great way yes. to get contact info. Yes, People don't even think twice about, oh yeah, here's my name, here's my email, here's my phone yeah. number. You know. Yeah. They give you all of that, and I did not call the raffle winner at my event. I was giving away a gift card to uh, Burton's over here. Mm-hmm. It's a nice restaurant we have in the neighborhood. Um, so I sent an email with. I'm so sorry you weren't the winner, but but here's another chance to get something valuable. And I said, um, I'll give you a $100 bill if you refer me to someone that ends up doing a transaction with me. Hmm. That's amazing. That's awesome. Nobody took me up on it. Nobody did. (laughs) I have to really follow up on that one. I'm like, don't you want a hundred bucks? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that would be such a good hook. Huh. I, I don't know what happened there, but interesting. <laughs> so, did you do follow up phone calls for those pe- for the people that came? I didn't. Uh, a couple, a couple people. I did not call every person. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, I would encourage that, and for people yes. listening, following up with a phone call. And Jen Ellington, our agent mentor, did a great job with this after Oktoberfest. She just called and she was like, hey, it's Jen. I met you at Oktoberfest. I'm with the List Realty. I just wanted to thank you so much for coming. Um, did you have a good time? And then she'd say, well, so where'd you, where'd you come in from? Did you live here in the neighborhood already? And then she'd say, oh, like, you know, if they were in the neighborhood, well, you know, where'd, where'd you move from? So sort of using that unlocking inventory script that we use all the time. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, I'm here for you. Do you have any real estate related questions I can answer right now? Okay. Well, I, I live in the neighborhood too. So, you know, anytime you have a question, I hope you'll think of me as your resource. Just wanted to thank you again for coming by. That was it. So she already had their contact information. So she wasn't looking to get contact information, mm-hmm. but she was her her whole um, purpose in the calls was just another warm, reinforcing touch of who she was. And then she followed up sending her contact information again to them in case they didn't have it. So I thought that was a beautifully done um, script. And it was funny because she was like, it was, I don't think anybody even like hung up on her or anything. You know, it was everybody <laughs> wanted to talk to her. And she was just very like generous in the way that she spoke on the phone. So I think following up with that after events, such a good mm-hmm. idea. The other piece I will say very quickly before we um, run out of time is that doing something like a client appreciation party or even a holiday party. So what I would say is ask your client, you know, say, hey, a client appreciation party, or I'm sorry, a housewarming party is something that I offer my clients when they purchase a home with me. Is that something that would be of interest to you? 
Because some people are going to be like, like your one client, heck no, I don't want people in my house. Yeah. Um, or people might be like, well, I want to like renovate the whole kitchen before I bring people in. I don't really want them to see this kitchen. So mm-hmm. ask them. So I remember when my parents bought, and this was a little tip I took, years and years ago when I was a teenager, they bought um, a very expensive house in Potomac and um, they were renovating, I forget even what it was, something in that house. And my mom, this agent, who was an established agent, said, hey, I'd love to throw you a housewarming party so you can, you know, meet the neighbors or whatever. Um, Not that there were that many neighbors because everybody was on these giant lots. But anyhow, I think it was, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but a way to get the sphere of influence contact information as well. And um, my mom was like, well, I don't want a housewarming party because I don't want people to like whatever. They don't want them to see whatever it was they were changing. And... um, she said, well, how about if I do like a holiday party or, or just co-host a holiday party with you? And my mom was like, would you do that? And she was like, and I'm sure my mom had these like stars in her eyes of this grand, you know, foyer with people coming through. And that's pretty much what they did. And Peg, the agent, stood there in the foyer while people were coming mm-hmm. through and greeted them. And like we, turned, we were hearing on our, uh, at our meeting this morning from Kathy, our new agent from Hawaii, shout out to Kathy. Um, they, she said, you know, have other people talk about you, right? Mm-hmm. So when people would come in, my mom and dad would, would greet the people or my mom mostly when my dad was off doing, getting drinks or something probably, but said, Hey, and this is, this is the person who found us this house. This is Peg. Right. And so, and Peg didn't have to say anything else. <laughs> people gravitated to her and mm-hmm. talked to her about the market and she exchanged information. She was very subtle about it. She wasn't salesy or pushy. She was just there. I don't know that my mom even said she's helping to host the party with me. And I think Peg brought like the champagne or something like that. It wasn't like a huge part of it that she did, but enough that my mom felt like, yeah, I'm going to introduce her and say thank you for helping me get this beautiful home. Um, and I'm sure that Peg sold lots and lots of houses to my mom's friends after that until I became an agent and took all that business. Yes, actually, that made me think of something else, too. The other client I had who I wanted to do a housewarming party for, um, you have to know, I think, going in, have some sense of what you're going to do and how big it's going to be and how Mm -hmm. grand, because if you're planning on wine and cheese... And they're planning on something bigger. (laughs) Right? And I told her I was planning on wine and cheese, and then shortly after that, she came back and said, well... My family's from this country, and we're thinking of doing, like, a whole thing from that country. And I'm like, okay, I'm not doing that. Like, right, you can right, do that. Right. You know, right. I draw the line. Right. Wine and cheese. Right. So, or to say, well, I'll bring the wine. Right. Do whatever cuisine you exactly. want. Exactly. I'd be happy to be there and provide the beverages. <laughs> yeah. And you do kind of have to have a need. budget or something. Yes. Something or draw, yeah, draw a line because you can't. Before uh, you tell them you're going to throw a party, it's like they think, oh, you're going to bring all this. You know, you're going to cater it and you're going to red carpets and everything. Not <laughs> right. That. Expectations set appropriately. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes, yes. yes. Good. All right. Anything else you guys want to add? All right. Events um, are fun. You know, they fun. can be very yeah. expensive, but they really are fun and fruitful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're very fun. They are. They are fun. So figure out what works for you. We have lots of ideas. If you go onto that GeoFarmers Mastermind page of different events that people have held, you can look at, you know, some of the ideas that people have posted and just ask questions on that group too, or reach out to us. So you gave us your contact info. Um, Erica, remind people how to find you on social media. Yes, on Facebook. It's Erica Day Realtor. Um, Erica Day Realtor? I think so. And uh, TikTok, Erica Warm Smile. TikTok famous, Erica. Yes. <laughs> and you know, you can find us, Meredith Fogel Team, um, on Facebook. And I think that's my Instagram as well. 
or at thelistrealty.com. We want to thank our podcast sponsors, CLA Title, Village Settlements, Peak Settlements, Maryland Carpet and Tile, Staged Above, and Home Team Mortgage. So thank you all for, oh, Embrace Mortgage too. Sorry. So Peter Yanni of Home Team Mortgage and um, Paul Harsani of Embrace Mortgage. So thank you. Thank you all for being um, our sponsors. We so appreciate your support. And for all of you for listening, thank you for listening. Please remember to leave us a review, a rating, or an idea for our show. It means the world to us when you reach out. Give us ideas and tell us how much you're enjoying the show. We are so thrilled that we are able to um, have this wonderful following and appreciate every single one of you who listens. This has been So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. We'll see you next time. We are so grateful you joined us today. If you've benefited from the advice we share on the show, we hope you'll tune in to our next episode. Interested in learning more about my personal mentoring programs, our Career Kickstart course, or to pick up a copy of my book, Farming for Real Estate Agents, your step-by-step guide for becoming the go-to agent in your local market, visit www.meredithfogel.com and click the Resources tab. If you are curious about becoming part of the List Realty family of agents, go to the www.thelistrealty.com website and click Careers from the About Us page. Or find me at the Meredith Global team on social media. Thank you for listening. This has been So You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. We'll see you next time.